it's, it's kind of like times where I'm sitting there, I'm like, look at me, you guys. I can't do 100 pull-ups. I can't even do five. And when you're doing 15 and 20 spiritually, you're, you're just running laps around this thing, and you're going like, I can't have any of the glory. Look at me. I don't deserve glory. But God did all these things, and he can do it for you too. Welcome to Living Stones Church. We pray that this message impacts and touches your heart in such a great way. Enjoy the message. Now, I don't know if some of you remember this song or not, but, but a few years back, this song came out that really touched my heart, and, and I really loved it. It was a perfect song for the season that we were in. It's this song called Oceans by Hillsong. Do you guys remember that one? oceans and and I love I love the tagline I love the, the every part of that song but specifically where it says spirit lead me when my trust is without borders lead me out onto the waters right and there's something about that I have it I have it written in our house over our coffee area like we have all these cool things and we just love that song but there's something about living a spirit-led life somebody say spirit-led life Spirit-led life. This, this morning's message is going to be titled, Spirit, Lead Me. Come on, tell your neighbors. This message is titled, Spirit, Lead Me. Spirit, Lead Me. Now, I have been on this, chewing on this all week long. I preached for our youth about le- being led by the Spirit and being guided by the Spirit. And from that moment, I could not stop thinking about it all week long. I, I went and taught a men's breakfast and, and taught these same, same principles. And the more I taught it, the more excited I got about it. Because I started to see that God is really in all of this. And, ha- and right now we're in the middle of this series called Mind Space. Are you liking this series so far? Oh, it's a fun series, and, and this is part four of that series. i got to tell you, do not miss next week. Are you with me? If you want to leave now because you only can go to church so many times in the month, get out of here. Come back next week because the message next week is going to be the best message of the entire series. Are you with me? And you're like, what? What, what about this one? Like, is this, one gonna be? this one's going to be good. Okay, this one's going to be good. But next week's going to be amazing. So you want to make it here. Invite your friends. Be a part of that. And if you want to ask why, I'm not going to tell you. But you'll find out. You'll find out. You'll get there. All right, who's in Joshua chapter 1? Perfect. I'm glad you made it there. Chapter 1, verse 1 says, After the death of Moses, the Lord's servant, the Lord spoke to Joshua, son of Nun, Moses' assistant. He said, Moses, my servant, is dead. Therefore, the time has come for you to lead these people, the Israelites, across the Jordan River into the land I am giving them. Verse 3. I promise you what I promised Moses. Wherever you set your foot, you will be on land I have given you. Verse 4. From the Negev wilderness to the south of the Lebanon mountains in the north, from the Euphrates River in the east to the Mediterranean Sea in the west, including all the land of the Hittites, verse 5, no one will be able to stand against you as long as you live, for I will be with you as I was with Moses. I will not fail you or abandon you. Verse 6, here's where it gets serious. Are you ready? Be strong and courageous. Tell your neighbor, be strong and courageous. Be strong and courageous, for you are the one who will lead these people to possess all the land I swore to their ancestors I would give them. Verse 7, be strong and very courageous. Be careful to obey all the instructions Moses gave you. Do not deviate from them, turning either to the right or to the left. Then you will be successful in everything you do. 
verse 8. Study this book of instruction continually. Meditate on it day and night so you will be sure to obey everything written in it. Only then. Somebody say, only then. Only then will you prosper and succeed in all you do. Verse 9, this is my command. Be strong and courageous. Do not be afraid or discouraged, for the Lord your God is with you wherever you go. Let's pray. Father God, I just thank you for your word. God, I thank you that you are so faithful and so good and always with us and always watching us and you're always around. You're always speaking into our life. God, thank you for this truth that we get to chew on this morning. God, you're so good, and we give you the glory in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. So I have a question for you, church. How is your life being led currently? What leads your life? We were talking about this at men's group this week, and and we were talking about some pretty heavy stuff. I'm glad some of my men showed up. For the rest of you boys, there's this place called Fight Club where you can become a man. I would love for you to come and be a part of it. But we we were going through some tough stuff, and we were talking through some difficult things, but we were getting real with each other, and we we were going after what God had for us. But this same theme ran through that of living a spirit-led life. Now, as I was talking with the youth this week, we, we, I, I used an analogy for them. Are you re- Do you want to come and demonstrate? No, she's all freaking out already. She's like, please no, please no, please no. But for our youth, I wanted to show them that, that when you have the Holy Spirit in your life, you, you end up having this, this unfair advantage in life. When you live a spirit-led life. And, and to show them this, I, I, I talked about when I was in the Marine Corps, or before I was in the Marine Corps, when I was in high school, I told my, my teachers that I was joining the Marines, I was going to do this. And, and one of my teachers was my, my PE teacher, and, and he was a Marine. And so he said, hey, let me teach you and train you how to do pull-ups. Because if you can do pull-ups really well, you're going to do well in the Marine Corps. I'm like, okay, in boot camp. Okay, all right, sweet, awesome. And so he trained me. Before I started, I could probably do 10 to 13 pull-ups on a good day. But by the end of my senior year of high school, I could do 30-plus without even thinking about it. Now, today I can do about three if I'm lucky. And I ate well that day and maybe didn't eat for three days, you know, just to lose a little bit extra. I could probably do three. But so we had our youth, we had them come up and I said, hey, who can do the most pull-ups? And some of the guys were getting all into it and, and they're like, oh, I can do this many, I can do this many. I said, all right, cool. We're going to go to the pull-up bar right now. And so we took him to the pull-up bar and I said, who wants to get up there first? And one of the boys did 10. Another boy did 20. Well, our, our, our girls, we had one girl do four. I was so excited for these kids. And we had a few, a few people try, and they got, they got zero. They got up there, and they just went, I can't do it. I can't do it, Pastor. Come on, get back up there. You can do it. You can do it. No, it's not happening. It's not happening. So since, since she's so embarrassed, I'm going to continue the embarrassment and just add that in there. But, but I, asked, I asked Brooke. I said, Brooke, my, my, my Marine Corps mentor taught me how to do a whole lot of pull-ups. Could I show you how to beat the boy who did 20? And she said, sure, that sounds good. You think I could really do it? Yeah. And so I said, get up on the bar. I'm going to show you how to do it. So she jumped up on the bar, and, and Ed and I, we, we grabbed her feet, and we said, all right, now go. And so she started going. We just started pulling her up, <laughs> and the kids are counting, three, Four. I said, keep going. I, I bet you can do this even one-handed. So she starts doing one-handed pull-ups. It's like, 
18, 19, 20, 21, and we're all shouting, oh, yeah. She did it. She did it. And I sat the kids back down and said, hey, listen, this is what living a life with the Holy Spirit is like. It's an unfair advantage. I said, if I asked any of you now, if you could do 10 or 20 pull-ups like we just did them, would anybody think they couldn't do it? And they're all like, yeah, I could do it. How many of you think you could do 100 pull-ups doing them that way? Right? All of a sudden, our confidence goes through the roof because we know that the helper is going to be there to take care of the heavy lifting. All we have to do is step up to the bar. Are you with me? Good job, Brooke, doing all those pull-ups, man. Made those boys look silly. It was so good. But it comes back to that question, what is leading your life? Is it... Is, are you being led by the Holy Spirit where you can walk into a room with the confidence that, hey, I can do anything because I'm walking with God. I can do anything. Put, what bar do you want me to get on? I can do 100 pull-ups right now. Like, let's do this. I'm ready. Right? There's this different kind of confidence. Or, or are we living with our life being led by negativity? Oh, it'll never work anyways. Why even, why even try? I mean... I failed at the same thing. I've, I've been dieting for the last 20 years and still look the same way. Why would I even try to step up, up, up to the bar again? You know, like this world is so messed up. Why would, we, why would we have kids and bring them into this messed up world? I don't, you'll just live in this place of fear and cynicism and doubt. And how many of these things, these are the drivers of our life. Maybe, maybe it's your, your life is being led right now by grief or despair. I don't know about you, but that doesn't sound as fun as doing 100 pull-ups, does it? There's something about living a spirit-led life. Here's point number one for my note-takers. Point number one is I will live a spirit-led life. Let's say that out together. I will live a spirit-led life. Can I tell you, when, when I get to share all the things that God has done in and through my life, I have people that go like, wow, that's incredible. I can't even imagine being able to do that. And I get to give God the glory because I couldn't do any of that by myself. I mean, it's, it's kind of like times where I'm sitting there, I'm like, look at me, you guys. I can't do 100 pull-ups. I can't even do five. And when you're doing 15 and 20 spiritually, you're, you're just running laps around this thing, and you're going like, I can't have any of the glory. Look at me. I don't deserve glory. But God did all these things, and he can do it for you too. All of a sudden, man, it, it equals the playing field for each of us. Galatians 5.22 says, But the Holy Spirit produces this kind of fruit in our lives. Love, joy, peace, patience, kindness, goodness, faithfulness, gentleness, and self-control. There is no law against these things. Let me ask you something. Does, do I have any rule breakers in here? Yeah. I got, rules were made to be broken. Amen? I got a few of you. You're like, is this a trick question? What's about to go down here? I, I've got all the cameras facing you guys right now where the CHP is watching. Like they just want to see who the rule breakers are. You know, they, we're... we're, we're there's something, like, I, I, I don't like rules. I, I'm, not, I'm not good with rules. I break them all the time. Is anybody with me? Like, sinners saved by grace? I don't have any more? Okay. Well, you can, you can just pray for me, that you can pray for me. But a lot of the times when we're living a life that's led by anything but the Holy Spirit, 
We're living a life that, that is less than what we could have been living. See, God has so much more for us. We think, we think oh, man, I'm going to train. I'm going to work hard. You know, like I, I, I could do 30-something pull-ups going into the Marine Corps, but Brooke could do more than me the way that she was doing them. She could. She could. And that's the thing we have to realize is that when God is on your side, you, you, you can train as much as you want, but he can still do more. He can still do more. You can, you can press in and press as hard as you want, but God can still do more. You see, a lot of times the fruit we see in our life is because of anxiety. It's because of fear. It's because of, of, of these dissonance. It's because of, of bitterness that we hold on for other people, that we see different types of fruit in our life, fruit that leads to death, fruit of the flesh. That's all it is. But when we can live by the Spirit, when you live by the Spirit of God, it puts you in completely in submission to what God wants to do in and through your life. Come on. A lot of us use the name Lord. Praise the Lord. Praise the Lord. He's so good. Praise the Lord. Oh, I'm blessed going in, blessed going out. Praise the Lord. And we say these things, but yet we don't actually let him be the Lord of our life. Because if he's the Lord of our life, he can say, hey, I know you're on your way to work and, and you're going to be late if you do what I ask you to do, but I want you to stop and I want you to talk to this person. I want you to pray with him for the next hour. And you're going to have to explain that to your boss or your productivity. Some of you are your own boss, right? You don't have to explain it to anybody. But you've got to explain that to your productivity when God told you to do something else. But if he's the Lord of your life, oh, he'll make a way. In the midst of it all. He'll make a way when it doesn't seem to make sense. He'll make a way for you to get where you need to go because he said, go this way. Trust me. Trust me in this. See, a lot of us, a lot of us run out of these, these fruits of the Spirit. I don't, I don't know about you, but sometimes I run out of love. Do you ever run out of love? You know how you know you ran out of love? It's like those same people that you cared for, they just keep taking advantage of you over and over and over and over again to the point where you just don't answer the phone anymore. <laughs> Are you with me? Like there's, there, you run out of love at a certain place. You run out of joy. Has anybody ever ran out of joy? Like, like you, you woke up and you're like, dude, everything is aligning. I just had the best shower. I, I swear I've never brushed my teeth and felt so good. Right? You're just enjoying your day, and then you get to work, and you're like, what in the heck did they not get the memo? I'm having a good day. Are you with me? Or you had a good day at work, and you come home, and all the mess is just sitting there waiting for you. Oh, there goes my joy. Are you with me? When you're, when you're getting these things on your own, you can get some. It's true. You can, you can have love. You can have joy. You can have peace. Patience, kindness, goodness, faithfulness, gentleness, and self-control. You can have all those things, but you will run out at a certain point on your own strength. You'll run out. You'll run out of patience. I've, I've seen the freeways around here. I've seen some people run out of patience. Are you with me? Right? Yeah. As you pull up to the gas station and you say, is that a seven? You run out of patience. You run out of hope. You run out of joy. Your joy all went into your gas tank a minute ago. Are you with me? Out of your bank account and into your gas tank. We run out of these things when we do them on our own. Point number two this morning for my note takers. A spirit-led life requires boldness and courage. A spirit-led life requires boldness and courage. 
in 1 Corinthians 16, verse 13, it says, be on guard. Stand firm in the faith. Be courageous. Be strong and do everything in love. We have to remember this, just like, just like we were hearing from Joshua as God was speaking to him. Three times he said, be strong and courageous. Be strong and very courageous. Can I tell you that a, walking a life of faith is going to require strength and courage? It's going to require it. You can't go on without it. You're going to have to believe. I know Brooke didn't believe me that she was going to be able to do 21 pull-ups. She didn't believe me. She looked at me like, you're crazy. You're crazy. It's just, it's just not going to work. But at the same time, she's looking at the boys and like, if I could beat them, that would be pretty epic. <laughs> Are you with me? It'd be pretty epic. It took courage to stand in front of her peers, jump back up on the same bar that she was just going, a minute ago. Are you with me? You have tried so many times in your life to step out in faith, to believe God for something, and you're just like, I'm just not sure. Like, uh, maybe, if, maybe if the stars align and the ducks walk across the road the exact way, maybe, maybe then I will jump on the bar, but last time was so embarrassing, God. I don't want to do that again. I'm not ready for that. You know my heart. You know I want to. I'm just not ready yet. And he's like, listen, last time you did it in your own strength. This time I'm with you. And when I'm with you, who can be against you? When I'm with you, you're the head and not the tail. When I'm with you, I've got this. If I called you to do it, you're going to get through it. I saw that, Tony. You're like, dude, watch that water. It's about to fall off right now. superpowers be strong and courageous you know what when we're led by the Holy Spirit success is inevitable oh listen I, 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 can, I can feel the, the like thought daggers coming at me already oh it's prosperity doctrine I can't wait to see the comments that I'm going to see online always oh, one of those prosperity preachers oh my gosh blah, blah, blah. you know what listen I'm reading the word of God. This is God's word of instruction. It says meditate on it daily so you don't forget how to do this. And then, and only then, you will have success and prosperity. It requires courage and strength to believe God when you step up to the bar and everybody's looking at you and you're thinking to yourself, this is impossible, I've already tried this. But God's saying, no, you haven't tried it with me. Go ahead, step up there. I got you this time. You did what you could on your own strength, but check this out. You can do it with one hand, one finger. You can do it no hands pull-ups. Are you with me? <laughs> I got to be honest, though. A lot, of, a lot of, I don't know if I can call them Christians, but We'll, we'll call them Christians for the sake of that's what everybody calls themselves. But there's a lot of Christians who claim they're being led by the Holy Spirit when they just actually have their own agendas, their own stuff they want to accomplish, their own, they want to get praise from people around them. Like, listen, I'm not talking about that. You can serve in every area of this church, and we will give you praise for it. We'll go, thank you so much. I'm so glad you're here. I'm glad you're a part. Oh, you're such a hard worker. And that will be all the glory you get. It, it feels good. Does anybody like encouragement? 
I mean, I like, I like when somebody says, man, you've been losing weight, even if it's not true. Are you with me? Right? Just some encouragement. Just some encouragement. Tell me how awesome I am, and I'm going to feel a little bit better. Are you with me? But here's the thing. That's all you get. That's it. Like, at the end of the day, after we're done tearing down, and we go back to the week that we were with, you're back to yourself. You're back to your own strength. You're back to your own stuff. And you're back to realizing, I don't have enough. I can't do this. Here I am. It's only Tuesday. Last week, I got stressed out by Thursday. Now it's only Tuesday, and I've run out of gas. Listen, guys, this leading a, living and leading a, a Holy Spirit-led life, you can walk in a different place of strength. Now, does that mean you don't get tired? Good. I'm glad somebody's listening. <laughs> It doesn't mean you don't get tired. I get tired. Listen, when you pour out all that you have for the Lord, you're still tired. I will still take a nap today. Are you with me? After my hockey game. But I will still take a nap today. That's an extra long one. That's all. But I'll still take a nap today because you still get tired. You still get, you still get beat up. But all of a sudden, when, when I get up on the bar, listen, I, I preached four different messages this week. I'm exhausted. Like, I woke up this morning. Usually, I, I tell you guys, I usually get up at 4 in the morning, right? I've said that a few times. I'll go over my notes one more time and put the last, like, this is it. This is what's going to happen. Put them on the screen. This is what the notes are going to be. This morning, I woke up at 6.30, and I went, holy poop, with, with more colorful language. Are you with me? I was like, holy crap. Chelsea woke up with me at that time and jumped in the shower, and I'm sitting there on my computer. i gotta, I got to enter my notes, and I never sent them to Danny. I don't know. i got to put them in there. But I was thinking, you know what? God already told me what he wanted to say, and he was, he was worried that I was going to mess it up. He's like, no, you just stay asleep, bro. If you wake up right now, you will mess this up and screw up the notes, and I don't want you to do that. I have a word I want to give the people, and I don't want you to screw it up. Come on. Sometimes a spirit-led life looks a little different than we've ever expected. A spirit-led life. Be bold and courageous. Be bold and courageous when it comes to prioritizing the kingdom of God. As a young business owner, I remember when my business started to grow because I, I felt so blessed. I, I remember serving. I, I'd come to church. Now, I, I love building a church like this. I'm excited for one day to have our own building and have everything set up already. But I'll tell you what, this is child's play in compared to what I did I remember being a part of a church that set up and tear, tear down in a school, but we'd show up at 5 a.m. Does anybody want to sign up for that? I can hardly get people here at 8 a.m., let alone 5 a.m. But I'd get there at 5 a.m. so that we could build the stage. It wasn't this fancy $10,000 stage that you see in front of you. It was a, one that was built out of wood by one of the guys at church, and we would use cranks to crank that stuff together, and we'd try to get it all set. This thing is simple and amazing. God's blessed us beyond all we could imagine. But I remember getting there at 5 a.m., they had a Sunday morning service and a Sunday night service. So we'd stay all day. Then we'd come back, we'd go have dinner, and then we'd come back, and then we wouldn't finish undoing, un unloading church till 9 p.m. Listen, God has so many good things that he can do. I'm so grateful for that season. Plus, it taught me everything I needed to learn how to make this easier. Are you with me? But without those seasons in our life and following the Holy Spirit, if I hadn't have gone to a church because, you know what, it's not comfortable. It doesn't feel good. You know, I got so many people. There's, there's a lot of amazing churches in this valley, a lot of them. 
And some of them are really big and really pretty and really fancy and really simple. So simple that it, it lulls people to sleep. They just, they come, they sit in the pew. They don't know anybody. They're not part of a small group. They just come and go to church and, oh, that was a good message. Yeah, all right, back to work, back to life. A spirit-led life doesn't look like that. Now, I'm not saying that everybody in those types of churches are like that. I'm not saying our church won't be that someday. It, it'll be big enough that people that will come, some of them will be lazy. But my prayer is, is that more and more people would go after the Spirit of God, saying, God, who do you say that I am? What, who, what do you want to do with my life? And submit your whole life to him and say, God, here I am, send me. And that means if he's sending you to Africa, he's sending you to Africa. If he's sending you down to Mexico every month, he's sending you down to Mexico. If he's sending you out, out, out to Europe, he's sending you out to Europe. Are you with me? If he's, if he's called you to Estonia, then you better go. Are you with me? If he's called you to the streets of French Valley, picking up trash so you can pray for people, then you go to the streets of French Valley and you pick up trash and you pray for people. Are you with me? But whatever God calls you to, you don't say, I don't have time for that, Lord. I, I know you're the Lord of my life and everything, but I, gotta, I got stuff I got to take care of. I got responsibilities. I can't just go do things on a whim. We have to put it in the calendar. How many of us know that God's calendar is better and bigger than our calendar? Did, it, did anybody experience the last couple of years like I did? I had some things on my calendar in March of 2019. Things for the entire year that we had planned for, the, for 2019. And all of them got canceled in a second. I mean, nowhere in history in the last hundred years can we say that that happened to everybody. Oh, it's happened to some of us. You got laid off. That, that can change your calendar very quickly. You, you, you got sick all of a sudden or somebody in your family passed away. There's some things that happen sometimes that affect your calendar, but I, I have never seen it affect the entire globe's calendar at one time. But it can happen. So what if we completely submit ourselves to the Lord and we say, God, here I am, send me. Whatever you say goes. And he's given permission to change your calendar. Oh, listen, I, this is important and I want you to do it, but I'm going to give you more energy and more creativity and more prosperity in this area if you actually go do this for me. Some of us, that doesn't make sense. Like I said, when I was a young business owner and, and building the church and getting up at 5 a.m. on a Sunday, that's the only, one of the only days of the week I get to sleep in, I'm going to go to church and build the church at 5 a.m. But I remember doing all that stuff, and, and God was prospering my business. My business was growing. I was tithing. I was doing all these things. God was blessing it, blessing it, blessing it, so much so that I said, God, I don't have time to build the church anymore. I got, I got my business to build. Like, you, you blessed all these things, so I'm going to go do this. And, and, and you know what f crazy thing happened after that? My business lost the blessing because I wasn't serving in the house of God. I, I took, stepped away from that, and all of a sudden, now I'm working harder just to keep it at the success that it was. I'm like, God, God now I really don't have time to go serve at church because now my business is failing, and I don't know what to do, and i got to get this going, and i got to work twice as hard for half as much. And God's going like, no, you never had to do that if you just live a spirit-led life. Like, you can do pull-ups, bro. I'm proud of you. Good job. But you can't do as many as you can do with me. And if you'll do this with me, I'll bless it. Give it to me. It makes me wonder sometimes why Chick-fil-A is more successful per capita, per store, than McDonald's. And they're open one less day a week. Are you with me? 
That's, that's almost two months, if you think about it, 52 weeks. It's almost two months of not being open. Two months. And per store, they make more than McDonald's. Two months not being open. How many of us can do more with less like that? Are you with me? Not on your own. You can't. But when you trust God and you put those things and you prioritize his kingdom. Now, like I'm not saying, I'm not saying just to go serve everywhere just so you could say you did it. Say, hey God, I signed a contract, you know, like if I go and do all this crud at church, then maybe you'll bless my business. That's not how it works. You submit to him and you say, God, what do you want me to do? And he might tell you, show up at 8 a.m., set up the chairs and the curtains, help them build that church. He might say that. He might also say, I want you to go out and work with people who are being sex trafficked. He might, he might say, I want you to, to go to these mission fields all over the place. He might say those things. You have to submit your entire life to him. Not for my glory, but for yours. Are you with me? It's almost like the less glory you get out of it, the better. Because that means he's getting more. Oh, but I, nobody praises me for setting up the bathrooms in the church. I mean, what happens if there's a little, mm, little something, something left there from the week before? Are you with me? Right? Ask Pastor Keith about that sometime. He'll tell you a great story about what it, what it takes to do the dirty work for the kingdom of God. Are you with me? Point number three, as we're finishing up here. Point number three, the result of a spirit-led life is prosperity and success. It is. A spirit-led life is prosperity and success. Let's go back to Joshua. And we're going to start in verse 7. Be strong and very courageous. Be careful to obey the instructions Moses gave you. Do not deviate from them, turning either to the right or to the left. Then, somebody say then. Then you will be successful in everything you do. 